The final edition Radio Hour is a work of satire intended for people who own books, gentrify neighbourhoods and say they like kale. Please consume responsibly the satire, that is. Hi, I'm Jeff Chrysler and I'm fake Tony Hendra. And this is the final edition Radio Hour. Tony, it's the end of the month, you know what that means? It means I get another social security check and get to suck off the teeth of the very system I seek to undermine with my cotton satire. First of all, I don't know where you're supposed to be from and cotton, I don't think that was an effective, that's not even uh, an accent. But the point is, no, it's not about your social security check, it's about a remix. Every month, the end of the month, we run some of the best stuff that the Final Edition Radio Hour has done in the previous four or five weeks. That's exciting. Four or five. Look, don't focus on the details. Focus on the big picture. We're going to have a great show. A great show, you say? Will it pay for me old folks home? Okay, you're not a pirate, and no, that's why you have social security checks. You know, you just like it when it's me, fake Tony Hendra, because you can make fun of me for being old. It's not that you're old, Tony. It's that you're wise and brilliant and funny, as we will see in the next hour of... The Final Edition Radio Hour. Are you worried about Hillary or Bernie becoming president? Having an actual female or Jew in Commander-in-Chief? Hi, my name is Abakar. I'm a fighter for ISIS, and I would like to endorse Donald Trump for president in 2016. Mr. Trump promises to run country where he ran his businesses, which means the United States of America will soon be bankrupt. That would be very good for ISIS. Also, if he closes the doors to Muslim refugees, they will have to come back to Syria, where they will be forced to join our cause, or simply be target practice for our current fighters. Don't you see, my brothers? He's practically our hero. Furthermore, I like the way Mr. Trump treats women, calling them disgusting animals and making them feel utterly demeaned and worthless. It's like he's one of us. I feel like I can relate to him on a personal level. Multiple wives and several children. He understands the expenses of a big family. It's not cheap to buy all those wives. And it certainly isn't easy to brainwash all those ugly children. <laughs> Am I right? You certainly are, Mr. Isis. Whoa, Sarah Palin? That's right. I can't thank you enough for your support, Mr. Isis. By golly, if we can get your endorsement, I'm sure we'll get all the Muslims and colored votes. I, I don't really speak on behalf of all Muslims and coloreds. Just terrorists. Tomato, tomato. Vote Donald Trump for 2016. Because if we have a woman as president of the United States... If there is a Jewish president of the United States... If women get to choose what happens to their own vaginas... If there is a Jewish president of the United States... If we have our sons take responsibility for their acts of domestic violence... If there is a Jew president of the United States, the world will explode! And not in a good way. This is the Office of Emergency Management for the State of Michigan with another tip for saving money in your city. Putting lead in your drinking water offers amazing cost benefits. First of all, retarded children require much cheaper school lunches, so cafeterias can get by day-to-day with just turkey burgers and Hawaiian punch. 
Second of all, a new generation of shorter, stunted children mean families need less material for blankets, bed frames, and coats. If you need more tips, just call the Office of Emergency Management for the state of Michigan. Remember, there's literally nothing more important than saving money. From the network that brought you Game of Thrones and Sex in the City comes the newly revamped favorite, Sesame Street. That's right, kids. The show that taught us the ABCs is gearing up for a lesson on STDs. This season we'll watch as Bert tells Ernie about the importance of using protection. C is for condom. And E is for erection. Put one thing on the other. Your blood will be perfection. And while Bert and Ernie are busy being safe in the bedroom, all that, all that right there. Call me mommy. Winter is coming for the rest of Sesame Street. And Elmo, known as the Red Bitch, is planning to rule the entire Sesame Kingdom. The only way to teach children is to burn them at the stake. That's right. S is for sacrifice. And, 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 and also for statutory rape. Your discretion advised. This is Phone In Politics, and I'm substitute host Murray Taylor. Uh, our regular host, Gunther Magnuson, has been missing for five days, but there's probably nothing to worry about. This is just something he does. In the meantime, we're still talking about Jeb Bush and the question on everyone's mind, why are we still talking about Jeb Bush? My guest is Ron Brakeman from the New York Times. Ron, your take? Well, my son is six years old, and Jeb Bush's voice has an interesting effect on uh, him. Sorry to jump in here, Ron. We have a call, and it might be Gunther. Hello, caller. You're on phone in politics. Uh, yeah, hi, uh, long-time listener. So Republicans are obviously rejecting the establishment candidates, and it's like it caught everybody by surprise even after what happened in 2012. So my question for you guys is, where do you think animals go when they die? Gunther, I recognize your voice. I'm not Gunther. I, I'm Laura from Mendocino. Gunther, where are you? Are you going to answer my question? Hi, Laura. Ron Brakeman from the New York Times here. Uh, as a matter of fact, C.S. Lewis said animals go to heaven when Ron, they die. Ron, please. We're not alone in the universe, Murray. Gunther, you need to tell us where you are. I'll take my answer off the air. Gunther? Uh, if I could just tie these two ideas together here. Uh, animals in heaven is a populist idea, like Trump. So there's that. We have another caller, Anne from Southgate. Hi. Hey, Ron, my son also has a reaction to Jeb Bush's voice. Whenever Governor Bush talks, my son curls up in a fetal ball and just points at the TV. That's exactly what Kenny does. And then he starts saying that nursery rhyme. Yeah, over and over until the other kids can't stand it. Ding, dong, bell, pussy's in the well. Who put her in? Little Johnny Green. Ding dong bell, pussy's in the well. Who put her in? Little Johnny Green. We have another caller. Hi, you're on phone in politics? Yeah, I have a question about politics. Gunther. Spirits are watching us at all times. We know that for a dead certainty, but what we don't know is whether they're parallel beings Gunther? or dead animals. Gunther. I'd like to address this if I could. Ron, goddammit. A pro-Bush super PAC is actually shutting down, and there's a kind of sense right now that the super PACs may not be worth the money. Hmm. That is interesting. Thanks. Gunther, where are you? Next caller. You're on phone in politics. Question for Ron. When my son hears Marco Rubio, he levitates. Is that normal? Yes. One more call. This is phone in politics. I'm taking you with me, Murray, someplace special. You're going to be glad. And that's it for phone in politics. If the pattern stays the same, Gunther will be back next week. Everything will be fine.
Do you love organic fire escape grown cauliflower and hand tooled watches made from reclaimed Detroit factory parts? Then you're going to love Davis and Cousin, Bushwick's latest window box to table restaurant and watchery. I'm Davis. And I'm Davis's cousin. She really is my cousin. At Davis and Cousin Window Box to Table Restaurant and Watchery, our plates are vinyl records from 1948. Our chef is reclaimed from a dumpster in the Bronx. Our bread contains 100% vaginal yeast. Davis and Cousin. We only have seven chairs. And only two of them have legs. But we have plenty of hand-tooled watches. Because apparently nobody appreciates a hand-tooled watch in this day and age. Apparently. Our accordion player is also our sommelier. Our napkins are shards of sails from 18th century spice clippers. And our artisanal smoke-roasted fire escape-grown cauliflower won an award in timeout Latvia. Respect, Latvia. Davison cousin. We don't accept reservations. Or irony. Davison cousin. Join us at Bushwick's latest window box to table restaurant and watchery. Or don't. Whatever. What she said. This is the Fear Report. Approximately 35,000 people died in traffic accidents in the United States last year. ISIS claims responsibility. Yes, we killed them all. If America does not surrender, half a million people will die next year from non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. First the cults came for your children. Now they're here for your pets. Repeat after me. Hail Satan. The Drug Enforcement Agency warns of a new drug called Roundies. Amateur chemists synthesize it from ordinary roast chicken. We got people coming into the Costco buying 20, 30 whole chickens. They say their church is having a raffle. Meanwhile, local police stations nationwide are running short on military-grade tanks and nuclear missiles. Should we be concerned? We ask an expert. Yes. And we interview child expert Glenn Hibbert. Glenn, what does it mean when a baby cries? It might be autistic. Stay tuned to the Fear Report. Otherwise, they win. Man on the street. Chipotle has had outbreaks of neurovirus and E. coli. The final edition asks the man on the street... What do you think? Oh, I once went into a Chipotle bathroom and, and I found a bra. I don't know if that's related. I thought it was pronounced Chipotle. More like Chipotle. Has that already been done? Chipotle makes you sick. Can't you get sick at an American restaurant? Here's a trick with Chipotle. When you order, order the norovirus first. That way... You get more. I didn't get neurovirus at Chipotle because I was wearing a condom. E. coli. Guess I shouldn't have ordered my burrito with pussy. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, all employees must watch hands after using the restroom. Message from the state of Texas. Texas will no longer pay for an HIV program at Planned Parenthood. And some folks want to know why. Well, Texas wants America to be great again. And back when America was great, way more people had AIDS. Every day you were alive was a thrill. For the same reason, we're going to get rid of antipsychotic medicine. 
Schizophrenia used to be way more exciting. Oh, the things you'd see? We're also dropping DNA tests, so we won't find out someone on death row is innocent. We'll sleep better at night. And we're going to let people die faster from cancer. Because back when America was great, people knew their place. So join us here in Texas. Life is more valuable if there's less of it. With luck, we'll be back with more of the Final Edition Radio Hour. Pull up your pants, we're back! It's the Final Edition Radio Hour! We at the Final Edition Radio Hour have our own YouTube video channel now. So for the enjoyment of our listeners, we're going to show some of our videos right here on the radio. Here we go. Wait, what, what is that? Oh, that's not one of our Final Edition videos. That's something else. But but what was that? It was a it was a different video was that meat it was lamb the video is from kazakhstan here here's a final edition video <laughs> nah that's the same thing what are they what are they doing to that guy nothing okay here's a video from the final edition radio hour your baby is the most important person in your life so ah the pre-k jeweler sketch yeah it makes a pretty good video yeah so in that other video that one guy's dead now right i mean that was real search for the final edition on youtube or go to youtube.com slash user slash the final edition one and just watch the funny videos there are some others don't worry about those Welcome to our roundtable on Syria. This week, the commander of the Saudi-backed rebel group was killed. That's good for Syrian President Bashar al-Assad and his ally, Russian President Vladimir Putin, and bad for Saudi Arabia, obviously. But what about our own national interests? We put it to our panel of experts. John Lawton from the Brookings Institute. The death of a Saudi-backed Syrian rebel leader. Is it good or bad for America? Well, I don't have the slightest goddamned idea. Perry Wallace, Middle East correspondent from the Washington Post. Good or bad for America? Sorry, I zoned out on the question. Larry Ellis, editor-in-chief at the Weekly Standard. Damn, I, I was kind of counting on you not having time for me. And that's our expert view on Syria. Tomorrow, Iran and Saudi Arabia have broken off relations. Does that change anything in particular. Oh man, I am stuck for sure. I shouldn't have taken my daddy's El Camino off-roading. Now what am I gonna do? Stuck in the country without wheels? Try Goober, the rural ride-sharing app. I ain't got no app phone. You contact Goober through the CB radio. Ooh, say no more. Breaker, breaker, this is Freebird, stuck up in mud holler. Somebody give me a Goober. At Goober, all of our vehicles come with a gun rack and have mud flaps with the girls on them. Uh, yeah. You the guy that needs a Goober? Yeah. You take cash? Well, if that's an 84 El Camino, I'll take the tailgate. Ooh, my daddy needs one. Rural ride sharing. We accept ass, gas, or grass at Goober.
Despite President Obama's promise that the U.S. will be the leader in bringing us a nuclear-free world, the Pentagon is building a new generation of smaller, smarter nuclear weapons. The final edition posed Department of Defense spokesperson Candy Kane, a new face around the Pentagon's corridors of power, a few questions. So, Candice... That's candy, dude? Oh, sorry. So, what exactly is the big idea behind this move? Right, okay. Reducing our nuclear stockpile, right? We're like surfing the cultural wave. Everything's smaller and smarter now. Phones, chips, mani-pedi ladies, you name it. So, why not nukes? But how is adding to our nuclear arsenal reducing it? Because they're teeny tiny nukes, silly. A Cold War era warhead plus delivery system weighed like freaking tons? These babies are a fraction of that. Small, sleek, cool design, wouldn't look out of place on your kitchen counter. Some are small enough to go in my handbag. I, I still don't understand how that's a reduction in nuclear weapons. Listen, if I'm the size of a bus and I lose like a freaking ton of weight, right? Like 100 to 120 pounds, I go down umpteen dress sizes, right? That's called reducing. I have reduced, okay? That is reduction. But it's still adding to the total number of nuclear weapons the, the U.S. has. That's where the smart part comes in. These little beauties have humongous brains. They know exactly where to hit and who. So they only incinerate exactly the right amount of bad guys, instantly burning all the flesh off their bones, and they only reduce the immediate environment to a barren moonscape for centuries to come. That's like a huge improvement. How is it a huge improvement? Well, for one thing, there's no annoying village chiefs or family members to lodge complaints. Another huge improvement. Uh, oh, yes, I guess complaints are really annoying. Look, in the bad old days of the Cold War, the estimated body counts from a single nuclear exchange were in the millions. Okay, totally uncool. We're reducing those to five, six figures tops. Surely this is just going to trigger another nuclear arms race. What's an arms race? Oh, it's a Cold War expression. It means Like, that I'm from the post-Cold War generation, okay? I don't get any of these old terms like arms race, throw weight, megatonnage. They're so over. My generation thinks small, smart, cool. And so does our new Pentagon. Well, I'd say we're looking down the barrel of a new Cold War. Uh-uh. This one will be a cool war. We interrupt this program with some more breaking news. In the same short few sad days that the world has lost David Bowie, Alan Rickman, and Eagles founder Glenn Fry, Ted Nugent continues to be alive. That's Ted Nugent still alive. Ted Motor City Madman Nugent, still alive. And now, back to the program. Man on the Street! Jada Pinkett Smith has called for a boycott of the Oscars because the Academy passed over some deserving actors of color. The final edition asked the Man on the Street... 
What do you think? Jada Pinkett Smith said so? Well, I gotta rethink this thing. Fresh Princess of Bel-Air. But, 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 what does Margaret Cho have to say about this? I think it's important we give uh, equal access to shitty parts in every shitty movie that's ever gonna be made in this shitty world. Where's my liquor? I definitely think that people who do blackface should be nominated. How are they going to nominate a black actor if everybody in Hollywood is a Jew? And the Oscar for Most Threatening Child with a Gun goes to Tamir Rice. Leonardo DiCaprio isn't black? Well, I'm boycotting the Oscars because they have a black host. Powerball Lottery wants to know... What would you do with a billion dollars? I'd buy an army and kill everybody. I'd finally get that abortion. I'd move my favorite football team back to Los Angeles. I'd kill Nicole Brown Simpson all over again. I'd sew a cat's head onto a dog. I'd have a second cup of coffee. Harry never has a second cup of coffee at home. I'd bring Hitler back to life. I'd buy an island in Tahiti and have it gold-plated. I'd probably break under the strain. Powerball. A dollar and a dream. Obama's really done it this time. He's issuing an executive order to make it harder for guns to get into the hands of the wrong people. Are you freaking kidding me? Why do you think I own a gun in the first place? To shoot cans off a fence? Hell no! I own a gun so I can shoot the bad guys who also own guns! The terrorists! The disgruntled workers! The mentally insane! The non-white racists! I need these people to own guns! I need everyone to own guns! Oh, the Obama administration, they just love taking away our right to protect ourselves. Hey, Obama! How am I going to protect myself if there's no one to protect myself against? Do you know how many days a week I strap on my sidearm and walk past an elementary school playground just waiting for something bad to happen? I do it every goddamn day! And now, Obama wants to take away my chance to stop crazy lunatics from shooting up schools? Does that make any sense to you at all? Jesus! I just realized something. If I'm the only one left with a gun, it makes me look like the bad guy! I'm not the bad guy! The crazy people with guns are bad guys! And if there aren't any crazy people with guns, th- then I start getting a little crazy. And, and, and my trigger, my trigger finger, it, it starts to get a little itchy. And, 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 and I take my gun out, I take it out like so, and, and, and I twirl it around, and I, and I wave it in the air like I'm doing so. And, and, and then that, that, that cop over there starts Put thinking the that, 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 that he aims his gun at me, like, like he's doing right now, not knowing that, that I'm actually a good guy. And, and he starts yelling at me to, to put down the gun. Yeah. But but I won't. Why would I? And then he fires. Oh, oh, oh. And now, now I'm a hit. Oh, a good guy is being hit. A good guy is lying on the ground, bleeding to death, gasping for air. And you know whose fault it is. Freaking Obamas! Oh! This is the Office of Emergency Management for the State of Michigan. 
with another tip for saving money in your city. When you cut maintenance funds to your schools, the rats get in, and their cost benefits will amaze you. Rats, especially big rats, raise the overall population of a school while demanding no educational resources. They also grow to maturity much faster than human children, ensuring an accelerated graduation rate. Finally, rats require no cafeteria services and are just happy to eat wires. That's another money-saving tip from the Office of Emergency Management for the State of Michigan. Remember, we don't just value your children; we calculate their value down to the penny. They don't like it when I roll my R's. Here, if I do it more. Next on the final edition. Okay, I think you should do all of this. What? I, I, I'm just. I'm you don't improvise, that you're telling me? No, I can't improvise this. There's not enough substance to get my teeth into. After these messages, the final edition radio hour will go to pie squared. We will be right back after this. <laughs> Yeah, do something French. Imagine you're drinking wine. Just did. We'll be back to discuss on the final edition Radio Hour. Okay, these are incomprehensible. That's enough. Okay. We'll be back soon with more of the final edition Radio Hour. Welcome back to the final edition Radio Hour. Today on things that are headlines for some reason. Comedy Central roast was a turning point in Justin Bieber's career. Channing Tatum does a lip sync battle against his wife on the Tonight Show. Taylor Swift and Calvin Harris enjoy adventurous Christmas celebration together. Victoria Beckham wished her fans happy holidays by posting an Instagram picture of herself and her family. And Amy Schumer tells Barbara Walters she might want to have kids someday, but she's not sure how realistic that is. These were real headlines on things that are headlines for some reason. This is this, the program about this. And today we're interviewing a member of Black Lives Matter, Terry Stetson. Uh, Terry, you've stopped traffic. Uh, you've blocked stores during Christmas. What's the strategy behind that? Well, we know a lot of people think that they think that Black Lives Matter, but they really don't think Black Lives Matter. Uh, so what's next for the group? We need to raise uh, public support. So we're going to block traffic on the interstate during morning rush hour then block hospital entrances right around autumn when people are having babies. Well, that should gain you some sympathy. We think so. We're also looking for uh, political candidates who agree with our positions so we can take out ads against them. Have you ever considered protesting against people who disagree with you? Republican candidates, for example. You're kidding, right? This is scary. This is true. I mean, seriously, they have guns. Uh, joining us on the phone is Sheriff Ron Vanderborg from Laramie County, Arizona. Uh, Sheriff Vanderborg. Virtually every complaint against your police department has been against one officer. Uh, this man showed up in a viral video shooting a three-year-old black child 16 times. And then the officer says on tape, and I quote, I shot a little black child. I feel like a big man. Yeah, bitches. I did what the voices told me. Right. Uh, what's your question? Well, has the Black Lives Matter movement caused you to rethink your policies? Let me just say that my officers put their lives on the line every day of the year, as well as several days outside the year. 
The officer in that video has been placed on administrative duty for 30 days and has been offered full retirement and a party. We extend our condolences to the victim's family and or friends. It ain't over till it's over. Baseball is 90% mental and the other half is physical. Remember to recycle. Terry, your reaction? This is deplorable. Sheriff, don't you have to stand for re-election to office? I'm in a very close election right now, actually. Well, you've made me so mad, I'm going to go find your opponent's house and ache it. Oh, geez, don't do that. But I'll email his address. That's uh, freedom of information, of course. And that's all for this. This has been this. We interrupt this program with some more breaking news. In the same short few sad days that the world has lost David Bowie, Alan Rickman, and Ingalls founder Glenn Fry, Ted Nugent continues to be alive. That's Ted Nugent, still alive. Ted Motor City Madman Nugent, still alive. And now, back to the program. Long ago, in a galaxy far away, a rebel turned against the Jedi, embraced the dark side, and declared that the new Star Wars movie was just okay. What are you talking about? It was fine. It had some twists. Some of them I kind of thought might happen. Others were new information, <sighs> as you might get with any other acceptable action flick. Flick? He had once been a friend of the Resistance, or at least he had seemed like a friend. But his heart had been seized by the First Order. Ron, I'm not saying it was bad. It was a Star Wars movie. It had the excitement of the first Star Wars. It had half the plot points of the first Star Wars. Exactly. I mean, can you remember when you saw Star Wars for the first time? Yeah, I saw it when it came out. It was fine. Fine? Yeah, it had new special effects. It was interesting. And then I went home and didn't think about it anymore. He had worked side by side with the Resistance in the bookkeeping department at Devon Realtors. Now... He used the force for evil. Are you with the Star Trek people? I'm Is just, that it? I'm not, I'm not, Are you one of them? I don't Are you care from the other about... side? That would explain it. Come, Ron, Ron. Why can't you just admit that this movie is the epic of our age? Ron, we live I, inside calm, Star calm, Wars. Calm down, Ron. Holy hell, it was fine. Two thumbs up, nine dollars well spent. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> Los Angeles is getting a football team at last. The Rams are returning to Southern California. The final edition asks the man on the street, what do you think? Let me go run home and pop up a big bowl of fucks to not give. This is good news for my pupusa business. That's what Inglewood needs, more black people. I have tickets to their first game in 2017, so I better get in my car and get on the freeway now. So what you're telling me is you will have a new stadium with many people crowded together. I have to make a phone call. Up until now, the only offensive lineman in L.A. was my Coke dealer. Well, I really appreciate the Rams. I, I particularly like the plot of their last game. I don't know. They seem a little too fat to be on TV. Did, did the Rams get a full season, or is it just like first 13 episodes? Well, you know they're going to get a lot of notes. Does it have to be football? Rapists, murderers, criminals. That's just the offensive line. <laughs> I'm Susie Neverwet for the final edition radio hour. I'm here in Kensington Palace in London for the very first live interview with that blonde bombshell of toddlers. 
Prince Charming George of Cambridge and his lovely little fairy tale sister, Princess Charlotte. Hey, you, get on with it. I'm sick of holding this bag of poo. I'm not a bag of poo. You wet your bed. Georgie wets his bed. Georgie wets his bed. Shut up, you tosser. You can't even grow teeth. You're a fucking gummer. All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. Oh, that's so cute. Mum says you look like Dad, and he's a retard. I love you little royals, playfully teasing each other. Why are you doing it? Don't you yank cunts hate royalty? Oh, no. We love the gilded fairy tale life of the British royals. What about my great, 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 great grandpa, George III? Well, he was a tyrant. You were horrible to George III. And he was mental, poor old son. You're mental, bloody gummer. Ah. When I'm George VII, I'm going to get you, yank fuckers, for what you did to my great, 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 great grandpa. That's so sweet. And loyal. You must love your great to the power of five grandpa so much. Uh, what does that mean, get you fuckers? Crash you, bum you, get the colonies back. Wow, so you're not going to be a figurehead king. You'll be a real ruler. That's what mum says to dad. A prince is just a prince. But, but a, a ruler's ruler 12, 12 inches. inches. <laughs> well, that's very... <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Princess Charlotte, don't you just love having a big, strong brother? I'm going to kick his fucking bollocks through his teeth soon as I can stand up. I can walk. <laughs> I know. You're a big boy now. What's the bestest thing about being able to walk? I can see up Pippa's skirt. Oh, <laughs> that's so sweet. Auntie Pippa doesn't wear any undies. You can see her big, airy twat. Prince George, I'm told you can swim now. Her twat looks like Biggles. Who's Biggles? Biggles is all soft and furry. Biggles is an animal? Nah, a fucking clam. You gormless cow. Biggles is our pussy. Biggles is my pussy. One day, I'm going to bonk, Pippa. What's bonking? Bonking, you know, like my Uncle Harry bonks the nanny. They get on the settee and squash each other really hard. Squash, 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 squash. Sometimes he has a drink from her chest. Like I did with Mum. She doesn't do it anymore. I miss those big fat big nipples. Wow. <laughs> Prince George, do you know what they're actually doing on the settee? They're fucking bonking. I want a bonk. Like Grandpa bonks a lady horse. Like Great Grandpa bonks the corgis. Well, I guess uh, bonking is a grand tradition among the royals of the family Windsor. Well, your high chair highnesses, do you have any cute little final words for us Americans? I can see Pippa's twat. Oh, soft and furry. <laughs> Good night, sweet prince and princess. Go, Go bonk, bonk yourself. Don't think lead in the water in Flint, Michigan is funny? Check out these jokes! My pappy used to drink lead in the water because it put lead in his pencil. <laughs> the good news is you can store kryptonite inside those kids. 
Those kids are ruined for life. I guess instead of fill it up with Ethel, people will start saying, fill it up with your kids. Well, I I, I think I have an opinion, but I I can't really... uh, Oh, will you get the let out? Well, you know, in more advanced societies, the water is filled with graphite. This is going to go down and down and down the food chain. Some poor guy is going to pick up one of these kids, murder him, eat him. Headline is, priest has lead poisoning. (laughs) Good news is, we can give them all dental x-rays without any preparation. That's right. And if you need to have a dental x-ray, you could just place one of those five-year-old kids over your private parts. will be back right after this. Pull up your pants, we're back! It's the Final Edition Radio Hour! Do you love boxing but wish there could be more sharks? Then you're gonna love new shark boxing! Live on ESPN Late Night! Boxers fight sharks in two rounds of action-packed drama. One on land and one in the ocean. Awesome! Earlier today, shark and boxer met to toss a coin. Shark called it, so it's round one in the tank. Tensions mount. But, oh, oh yes! Oh, that's gonna hurt! Come on, man! Paddle! Paddle! Oh! And it looks like our shark's got the upper hand! Oh, no rest for the wicked! Well, will the tables turn in round two? Back on land. Here we are, in the ring. A chance for a badly mauled boxer to get his revenge. Well, he's bleeding pretty badly. Oh, he's trying to get up, but it's not going well. And the shark's just sort of gasping for oxygen and flapping around. Looks like this is going to be a close one. Oh! Ow! Oh, that's got to hurt. Even though no actual boxing is taking place whatsoever. And the deaths of both shark and boxer bring us to the end of this dramatic and epic contest. Join us next time on ESPN Late Night for more shark boxing. We'll put a shark in your box! Hello and welcome to Ghost Catchers. As you may have heard, the world-famous Playboy Mansion is up for sale. So we came here to investigate any paranormal activity. And boy, did we find it. This is the most ghostly activity we've ever encountered. And it's happening all the time. Listen to this eerie moaning. (gasps) And there's this weird creaking sound. And sometimes, even the rattling of chains. We've even detected some sort of... Excuse me? Yikes! A ghost! No, Scooby. I'm a security guard. What the hell are you doing here? We're the ghost catchers, paranormal investigators. Is the Playboy Mansion haunted? Yes, by the ghost of James Conn's career. Now get the hell out of here! Wait! Don't you hear that unearthly moaning and creaking? Oh, that's Mr. Hefner. He's 89, and he has an IV drip of Viagra. Oh, oh yes, Bambi, or Barbie, whoever. Oh, yes. Oh, right. But what about the rattling chain? Oh, 
Okay, got it. We'll be on our way. This is Ghost Catchers, signing off. Man, I'm not even gonna ask what that is oozing from the walls. Hello. We are a peaceful armed militia, and we're occupying an empty fish and wildlife building in Oregon because we found an unfair mandatory sentence, and we are protesting by talking about something else. Our demands are, one, the U.S. government must cease being the U.S. government except farm subsidies. Two, we need socks and snacks because we are prepared to stay barricaded here for years. Years. We just didn't bring enough socks. Three, what do you call a dog with no legs? Nothing. He can't come anyway. Four, makalaka hi, makahiny ho. Five. Amen. Eat a Snickers. Why? Because you get stupid and crazy when you're hungry. Better? Better. Hey, where are all the cops? God, if we were black, they'd be everywhere. Snickers, you're not you when you're hungry. Good day, It's This Week in Canada. Tonight's all-Canadian panel consists of Keanu Reeves, Nev Campbell, and Kiefer Sutherland's grandfather. Now, you can tell me what happened this week in Canada. Keanu Reeves, you got your hand up. Oh, sorry, dude. I just like holding my hand up. Can you tell me anything that happened in Canada this week? Uh, yeah. David Bowie passed away. You're pronouncing his name wrong. It's Bowie, not Bowie. In England, they pronounce Bowie, Bowie. In Canada, they pronounce Bowie, Bowie. I thought Canada was part of England. Well, it's not. And even if it was, David Bowie, Bowie, is not from Canada. The Canadian astronaut sang ground control to Major Tom in outer space. Yes, Kiefer Sutherland's grandfather. But outer space is not Canada. Dude. I live in Canadian outer space. I am not dude, eh? You're just like Bowie. You're the thin white dude. You mean I'm the thin white duke. You're not that thin. You're like the duke who could stand to lose a few. <laughs> um, could I say something? I wish you would, Nev Campbell. I was in four screen movies. They quoted the song Changes by David Bowie. I'm about to lose my patented Canadian reserve, eh? Oh, sorry, that wasn't Scream, that was The Breakfast Club. I can't remember which part of the teen zeitgeist I was in. Me too, dude. So, nobody knows anything that happened this week in Canada. Bernie Sanders is closing in on Hillary Clinton! How does that count as Canada? I'm the father of Canadian socialism, and Bernie is a democratic socialist! That'll have to do. Folks, come to Canada for the mind-numbing politeness and stay for the mispronounced British rock legends. Hey, Bob, you see that new Star Wars movie yet? No! Spoiler alert! I haven't seen it! Don't tell me anything! Okay, fine. That's why I asked. Hey, uh, I tell you that I won a hundred bucks on the Seahawks-Vikings game? Yeah!
Ah, stop it! I got the game on DVR! Don't spoil it for me! Dude, that game was like a week ago. I haven't had time to catch up on things. Fine, I get it. So, uh, too bad about David Bowie, huh? Oh, great! You had to tell me! Dude, that's like the news! What am I supposed to do, like, never mention 9-11? Oh, no! What happened? Wait, no! Don't tell me! Oh, for Christ's sake. You know what? Since you last tuned in, Donald Trump is the leading candidate for president, Bill Cosby rapes people, and the Red Sox won three World Series. <laughs> yeah, right. Make up something I can believe. I'm out of here. You know what, Bob? I feel sorry for your wife. What? I'm married? Oh, thanks a lot! Welcome to Supernair. This your first time here? Yes, ma'am. Just passing through. Okay, you sit down here. Tell me what you need. Well, my preferences are different than your average customers. Each of my fingers has its own special purpose. You want me to customize each finger? Yes, exactly. I need each finger customized. Okay, no problem. What you need? All right. Well, to start, this here's my hitching thumb. I need the nail kept short and painted neon yellow. That way the drivers can see me when I'm out night hitching. Short nail, neon yellow, okay. Now, this next one's my trigger finger. Slash nose picking finger. I'd, I'd say it's a 60-40 split. Dual purpose finger. Exactly. I need the nail about medium length and the pad of the finger to be nice and rough. Uh, ideal for shooting people who look at me funny and... Also for picking boogers. Medium nerve, a finger for Adenos pick. Uh, and for shooting people. Okay, what next? Yeah, uh, next up is my fuck you finger. Now, don't confuse it with my fucking finger. I'll get to that one later. This is purely for flipping the bird and occasionally for stabbing an aorta. I'll need the nail to be painted red and cut to a point so that it looks like a bloody claw. Brady Croft, a fuck you finger. I tell you what, you are on point with your listening skills, Jin Lee. Did I say that right? You call me Gina. Good stuff. All right, next we got my powder scooping finger. Formerly my ring finger, but that ain't even worth bringing up. These days, I only use it for dipping into cocaine, angel dust, fun dip, anything that comes in powder form. Baby powder, on occasion. All the time powder? Correct. I need the nail to be ideal for scooping. Keep it long and round like a little teaspoon. Teaspoon-shaped nail costs $2 extra. Fair enough, Gina. And last but not least, this here's my penetrating pinky. This is the fucking finger I was talking about earlier. Yes, I used deductive reasoning. I need this nail sounded down to a nub. You hear me? A nub. Nub, okay. That pinky's been in more buttholes than a corrupt proctologist. Seriously, this nail cannot be short enough. Go ahead and paint it brown. Better for everyone that way. Brown up nail for people butthole pleasure. Damn right. Okay, let's do this. Oh, no pedicure for you? You do those too? Okay, let me tell you about each of my toes. As part of our New Year's resolution to make some money out of this podcast, here at the final edition, we decided to offer a few select advertisers the opportunity to be on our show. So now, a word from our sponsor. 
of the pizza, but head out only comes in the slices. Try Luigi's delicious pizza bites from me, Luigi. It's a pizza like you never seen it before. Already cut up into little bits. Oh, now pizza is so easy. No more chewing. Just rip open the box, turn on the microwave, and a steamy pile of hot lava tomato and molten cheese can be on your mouth faster than you can say pizza bites. Pizza bites. Oh, scald your face up like a motherfucking boss. Pizza bites. Thanks for listening to the Final Edition Radio Hour. The voices of the Final Edition are performed by Bruce Cherry, Jen Dodd, Jim Earl, Rob Gordon, Tony Hendra, Jeff Hendrick, Dan Vitale, Jeff Chrysler, Barry Lank, John Marshall, Abby Parker, Rachel Rauch, Steve Rosenfield, James Mount, Rob Miller, Kayla Merrill, Andrew Danish, Leslie Shapira, and Tuchel, and Darby Worley. Credit to our writers at the Final Edition Radio Hour. Bruce Cherry, Jim Dodd, Jim Earl, Rob Gordon, Tony Hendra, Jeff Hendrick, Abby Parker, Jeff Chrysler, John Marshall, Barry Lank, Leslie Shapira, Kurt Weitzman, Kate Knowles, Jeremy Rayburn, and Steve Rosenfield. The final edition is produced and directed by Tony Hendra and Jeff Chrysler. West Coast production by Barry Lank. Audio edited and engineered by Greg Russ and Andrew Hammond. The final edition radio hour is the property of the final edition LLC. Copyright 2015. Thank you.